I just uh, when you said there we are, I was like, uh, oh, it's very there we are. it's NPR, it's very NPR. tonight. Uh, I'm Adair Rice. Uh, I am taking over for Austin Logan tonight. Who's taking over for Clark Hodges? Who's taking over for an overexcited otter? Now Man. we're going to play jazz plus jazz equals jazz. I like that there's a question mark at the end of that album title. I know. I thought you would. Man, I thought you for, would like for being such a late hour, you were on top of your cold open game. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, when you, you really, you, you led the way tonight uh, <laughs> with your soothing and dulcet tones. I'm not going to lie. I was watching the Super Bowl and... An ad came on. Oh my God! He's not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, but uh, well, two two uh, trailers got visceral re- reactions from me. I audibly uh-huh. gasped when I realized I was watching a Han Solo trailer, and my wife what? went, "What?" And without thinking or um, having higher reasoning, I <laughs> said to my wife, "Shut up! It's Han Solo." <laughs> Which, um, and then later you're she, like, I'm sorry, no, honey, I love right you. And she went, said, I know. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when uh, the Cloverfield trailer dropped and it said coming very soon, I was like, damn. The, A, everyone got the name wrong. Everyone was saying Cloverfield Station instead of Cloverfield Paradox. And um, as soon as I went to go watch it again online, at the end it said, you can watch it after the game. Yeah. When, so I saw the trailer right before you texted me, like I'd say like five minutes before you texted me. And I was like, I'm, I'm as I was actually podcasting. Um, I was doing Disney Channel. And so then I was like having this whole conversation while I was podcasting about all of this, because really podcasting at that time is not a good time to podcast. Probably, probably not. Um, There's just so much going on, and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's our, it's our time. It's like when Comic-Con happens, and then there's all the trailers. Yeah, I mean, um, quick trailer tirade. Jurassic World, neat moments, not super impressive. Han Solo, glad to see some footage. Looking forward to tomorrow's uh, Avengers too short, not enough new footage. Mission Impossible yeah. was great. Ooh. I'm I'm so excited about Mission Impossible. I mean, and honestly, I was watching it. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with Justice League sucking so bad with that upper lip thing. That mustache is so wonderful. It is a glorious mustache. I feel like it's the a mustache glorious should get its own mustache. credit. I was thinking that. I'm like, he really like should never shave that. Just CGI him in everything. He's like in an indie film. Just the CGI, but it's like just pixelated because of budgeting. Sneery mustache lip. Yeah. Um, So this is going to be a special report. Uh, Not as long as some of our regular reviews. We had zero preparation time. I thought this was coming out. No, like literally we decided that this was happening like two hours ago. Yeah. Something so. like that. I was like, okay, I'm watching it. Like, it was funny because I made a joke about us recording tonight. And then you're like, actually, yeah, if you want. And I'm like, okay, okay, let's see how I'm feeling at 11 o'clock. 
<laughs> well, it's uh, it's closer to midnight than eleven now, but uh, we we both we both just finished the movie. We both just finished uh, the Cloverfield Paradox, which I'm so glad I watched. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad I watched it before like the spoilers came out. Before it could have been, you know, a little bit a little bit ruined by s- social media. And so that made me happy. And boy, did a lot of things happen. And for a majority of that movie, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, what What happened to his hand? So I'm pretty sure he had that. Before we get uh, too into the intimate spoilers, um, why don't we just give some general impressions, general thoughts, and then and then we'll give everybody their, their nice spoiler warning. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. You have it or you know somebody who has it. Go watch it right now. I, I kind of just spoiled something. but nah, yeah, That's in the trailer. Um, it's not a spoiler if it's in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that it was in the trailer. So I would have to say that this movie, I think part of like going immediately into this not knowing anything of what to expect because I like kind of only watched half watched the trailer too and so I was consistently surprised by like people popping up like Chris O'Dowd I'm like no no that's not Chris O'Dowd that's not that's not Chris O'Dowd and then I'm like oh it's it's Chris O'Dowd and Golden Lady from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was in it which I was just like in certain parts her face is still shiny I'm like oh that makeup must have been really hard to get off um (laughs) but I, I mean, like, I think, I, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I felt like the uh, Goo Goo blah, 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 for, who I know from San Junipero and loved in San Junipero is like really carries it for me. And so uh, I was I was quite happy, but there were like, I mean, it was it was sort of crazy. Like it was just it was a lot. It was r- a really cool concept. It was a I was wondering if they were going to do it, like going into it, I was like, is this all going to be in space? Is there going to be some on the ground action? Like at the very beginning, I'm like, is it going to be kind of slower paced? Is it going to be a more intimate thing? Like how uh, uh, Cloverfield Lane was? Or is it going to, I was super happy it wasn't found footage, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like that was I think, a. Uh, found footage is the part of Cloverfield that just ages terribly. True. Um, so, I mean, for me, I was I was on the edge of my seat the entire time and then eventually curled up in a fetal position on the dog bed. So, uh that's my that's my general impression about uh the Cloverfield paradox. And also the the Russian guy from The Martian is the Norwegian guy in this one and I'm like, so he must be an astronaut cuz that's all he's playing. <laughs> Um, I was thrilled when I saw this trailer because I love the Cloververse. And in the buildup for this one, I have been consuming every YouTube video and reading every thread on the subreddit about all the viral marketing stuff and the AR, the augmented reality game for the previous two movies and this movie. And I, I, I've just been so excited and there's already hints about what Cloverfield 4 will be. Um, it's going to be in the fall. Yeah. Like, it's coming in the fall. Yeah. I'm just, I'm fascinated how they do this, this world. Like, how they've marketed it. I know. It's it's weird. And I'm, I'm interested to see what the, um, how many people watched it right after the game. I'm interested to see that. But I will say that I 
came into it having watched all these videos where everyone thought it was called Cloverfield Station, which was wrong, and everybody thought it was about opening a wormhole, and that pulled the Earth through, and nobody was into the alternate dimension theory stuff. Um, I'm just going to say it. The internet got this one wrong in a lot of respects, but... This movie, um, so forgetting all the nerd stuff, this movie did a good job of having um, the space adventure horror um, disaster movie tropes, but subverting them ever so slightly. Something inside of someone, something appearing where it shouldn't be, limbs being cut off, airlocks breaking, or hull ruptures that were amazing. Um, excellent use of a 3D printer. Like, this movie really made the most of its setting, but also there's a lot of it that takes place in hallways. So they just kind of reused the same hallway set over and over again to keep their budget down in order to save money for those big special effects. Because it has some. It has some big shots that are gorgeous, but it can only afford those because it spends so much time in a hallway. Um, if you are even remotely into sci-fi, if you like space things at all, if you enjoyed the original Alien, I recommend this. If you enjoyed any of the, um, any, I was going to say life, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to compare it to life from last year because that was just not good. But, but it I, but I have to say, you say alien, like really it did for me have a Prometheus alien vibe at certain points. And I think part of it was the shots, part of it was just the, the subject matter. I would say that first real big, like something's really messed up, uh, felt very alien-esque. Very. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it definitely has that idea. I mean, even a little bit at parts, a little gravity-ish, like almost yeah. like there, yeah. there's a little bit of this hopelessness in space that you're getting. Um, but yeah, so I, I really liked it. I liked the, I honestly liked the B plot line going on on Earth. I thought it was really, really interesting. Um we can obviously get into that in a second. But yeah, so I mean, I just thought it really had, it was doing a lot. And I'm just, I'm super confounded with how they kept this a secret. Like, I mean, you've got these big names too. Like you have Daniel Brühl, who I, I consider like a pretty heavy hitter as far as an actor now. Like he's getting into more stuff. Like he was just in, I mean, he always kind of plays the German Nazi, but you know, he, he does it yeah. well. <laughs> or the Sokovian. Yep. Uh, military man with a grudge. Um, yeah, there was, there's been rumors online, obviously, because Netflix didn't buy anything at Sundance for the first time in years. Um, and it's like, what's Netflix up to? And then the rumor broke that Netflix might have the next Cloverfield movie. And then the rumor broke that they might drop a trailer for it during the Super Bowl. But nobody predicted they would release the movie today. Nobody no. did. They snowed us all. And to that I say, hats off, Netflix. And I would, I would encourage anyone, whether you've watched both Cloverfield movies and you've 
delved into the viral marketing and the fringe websites that explain things and show you all the branches of the Tagaracho company and how that affects everything and what the timeline is and how the characters cross. Whether you know any of that or not, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. My wife and I watched it together. She has no concept of any of that stuff and she enjoyed the hell out of it. So that's my endorsement. Yeah, I know. Uh, heavily endorse. And um, I mean, just great cast, too. Like, really exceptional cast. They, It's a small it's a small group, as as happens with the Cloverfield franchise, but they're solid. They're super Extremely. solid. Um, I think it's Zihi Zhang uh, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon uh, has not aged a day. <laughs> I, I loved the speaking in Mandarin the whole time. It worked for me. Mm-hmm. All right, I think uh, spoiler time. Spoiler time. Guys, at this point, there's going to be spoilers. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. It's spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Um, spoiler time, baby. High body count in this one. Um, yeah. Um, a, or depending on how you're, you you're ha- considering a body count, low body count. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, God, this was fun. From the minute God, the it Russian was really fun. got infected. And then when uh, Zhi Zhang, right, uh, right, I want to say it right, Zhi Yi Zhang, Zhi Yi Zhang. 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 Um, yeah, that one. Uh, man, her moment with the airlock when she throws to death instantly. Oh my god. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie though. Uh, when she put her hand against there, I wanted to make a joke of not Penny's boat. <laughs> I was expecting because... her to point at Daniel Bruhl to be like him. He did this. No, I kind of, I don't know about you, but I got like a sexual tension vibe between the two of them. They made a joke about um, your German boyfriend to her. Uh, I don't remember if it was the Russian or Chris O'Dowd or Daniel Daniel Oyelo. There's some hard names in this movie. Gugu and Batara. (laughs) Daniel Oyelo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Hard, hard names. Um, I mean, we got a little bit of, a little bit of comic relief in the form of Chris O'Dowd, uh, losing his hand in a wall. Like, that was so weird. That was just so weird. It was rough. And then it's just, but like when they were watching him, I was like, his hand's gone. And because I didn't remember that from the trailer, I'm like, his hand is gone. And then how it's just like, he's like, what, will it grow back? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh. but no, uh, so I mean, basically this is, I mean, do you know timeline wise how this lines up? It's before, right? So that's my question. There's two problems as I see it. Um, mm-hmm. One, in the original Cloverfield, they don't really talk about an energy crisis mm-hmm. and not in any sort of. And it a- doesn't seem like they're like in any kind of crisis. They're partying. Yeah, I mean, if that was a part of the original campaign, I missed it completely. If that was in the movie, I don't recall it at all. So it's possible that this is 
Um, I mean, they said after, or they said the world will run out of energy in five years and the military conflict stuff, um, was in, um, the alternate world that they went to. There was no military mm-hmm. conflict that began in what we're going to call the prime universe, I guess. So it's possible that if we went back and watched Cloverfield again, we'd see something about energy crisis on like a rolling screen ticker, maybe. But it's definitely happening in tand- in um, in tandem with the original Cloverfield, which is interesting mm-hmm. because in the original Cloverfield, there's some found footage of the main character and his lady on a Ferris wheel. And you can see something splash down in the background behind them. And it, it's something that happened prior to the events of that night. And my thought now is that was a, it's a ship. Yeah, that was a piece of debris from the alternate universe's satellite that splashed down. Because that's been debated for 10 years as to whether or not that was a satellite or not. Um, so, yeah, I think it's happening just before the events of the original Cloverfield movie. And probably, um, I don't know how 10 Cloverfield Lane factors into this now. Is that happening at the same time, too? Part of me hopes that all of these movies take place at the same time. I mean, that that bunker they were in for a while looked awfully familiar. certainly did. Um, And the fact that we didn't see whose bunker it was or anything like that seemed very perplexing. I want to rewatch it just to read the text messages from the husband on Earth. I just want to see Mm -hmm. who he's texting and get those names and cross-reference them to every other Cloverfield character. I feel like Charlie Day with a crazy wall. This movie is in my blood now. I mean, I, I love movies like that. I love, like an intricate world i think that's that's part of why i like comic books and the marvel the marvel and dc cinematic universes there is so much that you can kind of unearth and be like oh inklings of this and this and this and then be like are they gonna do this is this something that i'm just in invested in and is completely insane or are they going to reboot it unnecessarily after making some mistakes because they're a bunch of losers <laughs> sorry Sorry. Maybe a little bit, a <laughs> little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated by it, and I'm super, I am super curious. I'm, I, I want to look more on the sites tomorrow when I, you know, sleep. I'm gonna send you two YouTube videos to check out about the previous two movies. However, um, Elizabeth Debicki, former Golden Girl from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Two. Uh, God. good job as a subtle villain at the end. And yeah. She didn't she see did that great. one coming. Yeah. Um, David Oyello, so awesome captain, made a heroic yeah. sacrifice. And like, so just like calm, like in all of it. I, Cause you have a lot of hot headed, like it basically felt like world conflict within that ship, which I'm sure is what they were trying to do. Yeah. But there were so many parts. Every once in a while, I'm like, "Why are you just speaking speaking Mandarin? Like, or why are you just speaking German? Like, what? Okay." And why so does all everyone just know, know Mandarin? Yeah. Well, and I I made a joke because I was like, "Well, maybe this is like the Serenity Future." Fighty cow. I'm like, listen, listen, Captain Reynolds, calm down. Uh, I love it. I, I just Firefly Cloverfield. Uh, Firefly, yeah, Cloverfield Serenity. Um, a, a uh, no, it would be a Firefly, a Firefly, Firefly class ship named Cloverfield. There we go. There you go. We got there. There you go. We got it. Got really complicated there. Mm-hmm. I 
I really enjoyed that the alternate universe Daniel Bruhl was a villain, and the real yeah. Daniel Bruhl wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't a villain for once. Yeah, I, I, I was sort of fascinated by all of that. And oh god, but and her entrance though into the into the movie was rough because basically they're going be, they've gone into this new dimension and she just gets placed into the ship and of all the places she gets put in a bunch of like between a bunch of electrical wires that are like going running through her body. I was just like, "Oof. I don't even know like how to handle this." Which um yeah, I guess they don't really explain how Chris O'Dad loses his arm effectively. However, I'm choosing to interpret that since that was the same spot where she was transported to the ship, that there's like a tear in the fabric of reality that was closing there. And when it closed, it cut off his arm. But I don't know. It, the, the whole the whole nature of the story has a couple little, you know, one or two little scientific things where I'd like to take a second look at it. And I'm definitely going to watch this movie again tomorrow. But yeah, I was like, I, I the last... 20 30 minutes i didn't get as much focus on it because i'm just like oh what no oh 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 oh, oh, they're dead oh 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 they're dead wait he's alive okay cool they do a great job of ratcheting up the stakes and making it hard on uh on gugu to get her uh you know to make her choice at the end but like how do you think this movie um, is best enjoyed as a fan of Cloverfield or as a fan of sci-fi action horror? I think sci-fi action horror. I think it there's some really fun moments that happen to be extra enjoyable if you're a fan of Cloverfield. But I think this this is similar, in my opinion, to... Uh, uh, is it 11 or 10 Cloverfield Lane? 10. 10. Yeah, I just your pinky was missing, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure ten, six, six Cloverfield Lane, uh, five, five Cloverfield Lane, nose Cloverfield Lane. Um, so it was, uh, it was ten Cloverfield Lane. I feel like that movie standalone is a really solid movie at, outside of it. And I mean, like that's kind of the beauty of these is it doesn't. It's cool that they all connect, but it's in this way of it's a it's a franchise, but and it's it's uh, I think they refer to it as like the spiritual sequels because they're not necessary for you to enjoy them. Right. But it is such a cool little treat, which is just I kind of love that. I think that's such an interesting concept. And I think it's such an idea like it's such a cool idea of writing something that they're all sort of connected, but it's this very weird little puzzle it's like a crazy wall of it doesn't all connect but some of it does i um i'm curious about two things one how much netflix netflix paid for this movie because it's never going to make any box office now because netflix bought it so that's interesting to me but two how are they going to move forward with the cloverfield universe because it's it's coming off like a anthology series a bit it's sort of like this last season of black mirror how the last mm -hmm. episode referenced technology that had all, been in yeah, all, all the, the previous episodes, episodes. and it feels yeah. a little like that so i'm wondering if it's going to build towards some final fifth or sixth movie that's going to tie it all together or if it's just going to sort of subtly move through the timeline of this monster coming forward and and well, aliens and what that means, you know. 
I I think it'll be interesting because from what I've read about the fourth one, it takes place in 1944. Yep, Operation Overlord. Yeah, so I'm it's uh, but there is a uh, like a supernatural element to some. I think it's paratroopers in 1944, and so that'll be really interesting because it might answer some questions, and I think it'll be like this where it will ask a lot of questions too and i think either way like whether it all answer it gets answered or whether it just has a very interesting way of going through this timeline and some things still aren't answered i think it's going to be satisfying no matter what they've like really set it up so that i think it would take a lot to disappoint me in this franchise like i think they've developed the 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 clover verse in a way that is just interesting each one is such a unique piece and nothing is like the other and it does kind of it boggles my mind how you go about making the layout to this the this idea at this point it does i mean i'm comfortable saying that if it has Cloverfield in the title, that's a stamp of quality. Even though they're mm-hmm. often uh, they're up and coming directors or directors we don't really know well, um, Ten Cloverfield Lane was not an anomaly, but a return to uh, a franchise that had been gone for at the time, 2016, that had been gone for eight years or just dormant. Yeah. So we didn't know what we were getting. But now, having seen this as well. If they bring out anything else with Cloverfield in the title, I'm there. I'm there opening day because Mm -hmm. even forgetting all the little online connections and intimacies and uh, ways that it works in in relation to the other larger narrative, I know that standalone, it's going to be a good movie. Great. Oh, God. I can't get over this. I can't recommend this enough to everyone. I think like it's just it's something you need to get on. And soon, like, it's just, I think it was, I honestly think part of it, it, the enjoyment of this, not only of being a Cloverfield movie, was going and having no expectation, having not much of a clue of what was going to happen or the cast or just the direction it was going to take. And it was so much fun that way. I, um... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason we had to do this special report out of sequence from our normal recording. This is not the post. Yep. It's a special report. But um, I'd like to end by telling you a funny anecdote. While um, while I was watching this, my um, we, reached, uh, we reached a point watching the movie, my wife and I, where a character gets sucked out into the vacuum of space without missing a beat while we watch them float off my wife leans over to me and says too bad they don't have the force <laughs> at which point i said Your wife's amazing Shut up. that's that's a that is uh that is really great um god oh yeah she wins uh favorite and least favorite thing about this movie I know it's recency bias, so you may. Mm, I'd say favorite thing is its um, pace. Its pacing was excellent. Um, least favorite thing, sloppy physics, I guess. Talking about um, Hicks bosons and 
If we yeah. repeat the same thing, it'll just put us back in our dimension. I, Due to this idea. Yeah, right. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't. Mm, you don't. You, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, I didn't care for that. But that's a pretty small portion of a pretty thrilling story. So. No, I totally agree. And yourself. Um, for me, probably least favorite would be that very end through the clouds monster shot. Because I was like, I honestly, what I was kind of hoping was for like a lightning, thunder, and seeing the silhouette. Kind of more along the lines of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like a more shadowy kind of creature. Um, or like sort of the noises. Uh, that just seemed a little silly to me. Um, probably my favorite part. Uh, oh, the Don- the Donald Logue uh, cameo with the lady from Silicon Valley, that like little TV show <laughs> cameo, that was pretty great. Um, I would say pretty much everything between uh, uh, Tam and, oh God, what's Dana Bro's character's name? I don't know, Schneider? Um, <laughs> Something, Something like that. German. And Daniel Brühl's character. I thought their dynamic and how those characters were written were really, really interesting. Quieter, uh, but Schmidt. also fire. Sorry, Schmidt. Um, he's, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's a new girl too. And it's a whole weird subplot <laughs> to his character. Um, so, yeah, the monsters I, are I really, invading, Schmidt. The monsters are invading. <laughs> put, a, put a dollar in the douche jar. <laughs> it's for our um, apocalypse fund. <laughs> but yeah, I loved their dynamic. I thought it was really well written. And I think there was a lot of sort of quiet intensity in a lot of the characters. But I thought those two had a really, I mean, I, I would say the same with uh, Jensen and Hamilton. They had another similar like intensity to them that I really liked. And I thought they were, I think a big part of it was the actors, but also a big part of it was just like, how they were written were so, everyone was a very fully formed character which i liked for the most part except for you know volkov who is filled with worms well that's because he's russian and as you know they uh they hacked our elections so they're bad guys now truth truth um unless, unless i thought he was norwegian uh, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say unless they're uh, trying to help a monster escape from a government facility those russians are good guys mm. Those, those Russians are the, at least debatable. I, although I was always confused why he gave them away. I was like, dude, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, you're going to die anyway. Like, why? Oh, Bob. Why is this a thing? Oh, Bob. Um, but yeah. No, I, I, uh, but no, I agree. It's like, it's, it's, it was, it was good. I liked it a lot. I'm, also, I'm this, this movie had a, uh, a diverse cast without making a big deal about it. Just like, yeah, it's uh, just people, you know? Just people being people. I think you just rewrote the movie or the title. People being people. Friends. Clover, Cloverfield. People Cloverfield. are people. If you were going to retitle this, what would you call it? A crouching, a crouching dimension hidden gyro. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I would call it uh, Cloverfield. Hope you didn't get too drunk during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yours is better than mine. No, I was too drunk uh, during the Super Bowl. That's why I say that. I was like, oh, man, now I got to sober up. I only have half a football game. 
Now, when we were talking about this, I'm like, oh, sleepy time, dairy. Got a nap while the eagles soar. Good job, eagles. Uh, yeah, I mean, for all those people who were not rooting for the Patriots. I hope there's rioting in some city tonight. Because it's not a sports I'm, victory. I, well, I not. mean, it's their first It's their first Super Bowl win. So I hope they riot a little bit. Just a, a minor riot, like a fun riot. Just a little light rioting. Uh, uh, grapefruit riot. Riot! Slow Claps and Rewrites is effortlessly produced by Daniel Crary and Adair Rice. Editing is executed by Daniel Crary to the best of his abilities. Slow Claps and Rewrites is a volume in the Secret Weapon Productions Library. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved in perpetuity like Mickey Mouse.